We've got breaking news in the NFL, where the Carolina Panthers are planning to hire Dave Canales as their new head coach. Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 326, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. The Panthers have a new coach. Caleb's got more protection in his basement from water, so hopefully he can stay on this whole time for this pod. We got Duvall, we got the Jeeves, we got Quarter. Lurs is supposed to join, but he has something come up, so no worries. But we'll start it off. Uh, Caleb, how you doing? Good, man. Uh, we were just talking before we started recording. I'm a little sick uh, after post-Rolex 24 shift, but uh, making it through. Um, trying not to get too excited or too low about the hire, but we'll get into all that. But everything's good, man. Uh, hanging in there. All right, and where can people find you if you want to be found? At Caleb Combs on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. All right, Jeeves, man. Jeeves, are you feeling better? You were you were sick this past weekend too. How you feeling? Yeah, I was sick this past weekend. I'm doing better. Uh, it's just the head cold now, the runny nose, and the little cough here and there. But I'm getting better. Um, if you want to find me, it's Jeeves1988 on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And quarter, I, do you have a head cold or how, how are you feeling? <laughs> I've, con- I've constantly got a head cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's good, man. It's a new year, new me, you know, same old me. Just yeah. doing different shit. Yeah. But uh, everything's good. Uh, where can people find you if you want to be found, quarter? Nah, they know how to get a hold of me. All right, fair enough, fair they, enough. <laughs> they know exactly how to get a hold of me if they want to get a hold of me. All right, I respect that. All right, Duvall, man. I am excited about this new hire, though. I okay. Think, yeah, know, we're definitely going to dive into that. But look, first, Duvall, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, I can't complain, man. I'm, I'm no head cold over here, man. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, can't complain. Just starting off the year pretty strong, you know. So I can't believe it's already almost February, which is yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you're looking for me, just Duvall on Instagram, <coughs> Rod versus Duvall on Twitter. All right. For me, J Real Nation, Twitter, Instagram. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Then our YouTube, They See Me Roll. Subscribe to that. We got tons of ice cream taste tests, uh, beer yield cards. We'll have our Super Bowl watch party, as always, we've been doing the past couple years. And uh, yeah, that's what we got. But I, 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 to jump off of the cold thing, let's see. The beginning of December, I kind of got something. And then I had. About a week or so ago, I got that like nasally a little bit of it, mm-hmm. which because kid, kids went back to school in preschool and they bring something back, so I got I had to fight that with the you know the vitamin C and drinking all the water. It didn't last too too long, but just that snot stuff. So I feel you, Jeeves, Caleb. Hopefully you can, you can battle through and get through it. But yeah, let's get to it. Last time we talked, you know, it was the end of the season, clean house per se. Head coach, I'll go on my quick, you know, because it seems like everybody, I'm sure everybody who's gone to work, someone's asked them, how you think of the new hire? And you've given them a spiel. Dan Morgan getting hired, I was a little hesitant at first. I understand why they did it. He was allegedly, supposedly there and agreed to take Bryce Young, so keep the same guy that drafted Bryce Young, right? And then, obviously, hired Canales. They were together in Seattle for, what, eight-something years? So that's his guy. They seem to be on the same boat. It now seems like Ben Johnson wasn't coming regardless, so they didn't have to wait out and get turned down. They said no this time, right? They didn't wait to get said no to. They did a little virtual interview, whatever it is. He said no to everybody two years in a row, so you got to move on. And, uh, you know, it's three years in a row of this. We always, as fans, talk ourselves into it. Everything that's come out about him seems to be great. He revitalized Geno. He revitalized Baker. 
We'll see how he can. I'm sure he's going to have some mismanagement at some point in the season because Colin plays first-time head coach, but it seems like they kind of maybe hired him a year too early, but they wanted to get on the wagon of let's let's grow with this guy, give him a six-year deal. I don't think he'll get fired in one year, unlike Wright and Rule got to. I know, I know. I don't want to say never say never because we talked about it. To be, I think I had the question to everybody at the beginning of the season was, what happens? At, what what t- makes Frank Wright get fired? I think it was after the zero and two start. We talked about it, and I, I mentioned if he went one or two wins, I think he got fired, and that's exactly what happened. I don't know if he goes Canales again unless he goes zero wins, but I think they're kind of. If this fails, I think that means Bryce Young's failed, Morgan's failed. Canales has failed, and at that point, maybe Tepper finally resets everything. I don't know. I'll let you guys get into it. Caleb, how about you since you had to evacuate last pod so soon? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, so I've, I'm in a weird spot because I think I've evolved a lot over the last, like, five years as a fan. Um, going into – we hired Rule. I, I was super excited. I talked myself into Reich. <laughs> and I went into this coaching search this year refusing to be excited unless one thing happened. And it was Adam Peters as GM and Jim Harbaugh or Ben Johnson as coach. Other than that, I wasn't going to be excited or mad or anything, and I refused to be talked into anything. So <clears throat> the way I'm looking at it is I'm the Dan Morgan thing doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, we'll see. Um, I am worried that he was in the front office. Uh, with Fitterer the last few years, <clears throat> and I think it kind of plays into the Fitterer role with Rule, where who, do, how much say did Morgan have? And I think it leaves a lot of ambu- uh, ambiguity to fans. Like, we don't know, and, and it's just the same thing we had with Fitterer for the last few years. As far as Canales, <laughs> if you would have told me Dave Canales' name a month ago, I would have had no idea who he was, right? Yep. <laughs> um, so... I really don't know. I I agree with you, Jacob, that I'm talking myself into it, that we did it a year early, which is ahead of the curve, Um, you know, and hopefully he turns out to be the guy. Um, I I hope he's a great leader, which is, I think, something this franchise needs, and he's young enough and something maybe connect with players. And if him and Morgan are on the same page, that's all positives for me. But I have a lot of concerns. Tampa Bay's offense was ranked middle of the road. They had like a bottom five rushing attack. All those things that, you know, seem like the reason you'd hire an offensive guy. I don't know if he is the guy. I understand the Baker and the Geno stuff, but I think it's a big TBD. He's, I can tell you one thing, we'll have the most attractive coach yeah, in the NFL. So that's, so, that's a, so that's a good thing, right? So uh, I just hope, you know, I hope he brings some wins. We'll yeah. see. Quarter, you you were opposite. You said you loved it. I love it from the standpoint of it's different. It's something that wasn't expected, but I also think not a lot of guys want to come here. <laughs> you know, it's that's not fair. it's not exciting. Yeah, it's a terrible roster. To me, that's the biggest key. Can they improve the roster? Can we get some players, five players, ten players? Like it's it's just an uphill battle, but. He, I think he'll bring some fire. He'll bring. They say he's got the juice, you know. So we'll see. Tepper is the one that I'm worried about more than anything. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it is interesting. They made sure to put in that press release. They both Dan Morgan and Canales report to Tepper, right? So 
How's that going to go? We know Tepper wants to meet with a head coach every single week. Hopefully he's learned from that. He doesn't need to meet every single week. I don't know. That's, again, TBD. But, yeah, I mean, Duval, what about you? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I I think, you know, kind of to Caleb's point, like, I think the rule hire – that at that time it was different because we were getting somebody coming from college and he wasn't necessarily that, you know, skilled from the NFL perspective either. So I was like, all right. So then we go with Wright, who's much more polished, played a lot more ties to the NFL in that field. So now we got a guy that's first year as an offensive coordinator. So and he's younger, maybe he's got a little bit more innovativeness to him. Um, So, I mean, I'm excited just because it's something new. Um, At the same time, I mean, we can't go anywhere, can't get any worse, but at the same time, we can. So, it's like, you know, I'm I'm like, if if he wins five games next year, it's like, oh, okay, well, that's really good. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. And then on the Dan Morgan side, the only prayer that I have, and I think I saw this, where somebody was just like, maybe he was totally opposite of Fitterer and he was like hey man listen a lot of the shit that he was doing I wasn't signing off on and I can tell you and I can show you that I wasn't this is the direction I'm trying to go I understand the analytics side I understand all this type of stuff I've played in this league I understand the culture of the Carolina Panthers I can still get you some butts in these seats because I'm I'm, I have some type of knowledge Um, and he wants to kind of just spread his wings and try and do his own thing so i I don't know, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be just like how John Lynch built San Francisco because he was a former player as well. But, I mean, I think having that mindset and having that understanding of a locker room like he has and just from the top down, I'm hoping that he's able to bring that. Um, I, 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 I understand the internal hire because that's just like with any role. You kind of want to promote from within to some degree, but also – there were some other options out there that I wish we would have considered. We would have considered as well, but I mean, I'm rolling with it. And uh, Dan Morgan was great as a as a player, so let's just hope that he's able to really, really make some noise as a GM too. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hate Dan Morgan. I met Dan Morgan when I was like 13 <laughs> on a on a on a tour when I was a kid and got his autograph on a jersey that's framed and a rookie card and I have a picture with him and went to his locker. So. I, I want to separate that. I hope he does good. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, I do think yeah. it's it's it was weird. It was kind of like Tepper really wants to prove that Bryce Young was the right pick, right? And if Morgan's here, he knows Morgan, in theory, is going to try to do everything he can to also prove that Bryce Young was the right pick. And so I think if some, you bring an outside guy – if Bryce, let's say, has a so-so year, he's ready to go out and maybe dump Bryce, right? Because he didn't draft him. He don't care. I think that's kind of my thinking of it. Again, I don't know any insight, but that's just kind of how I grasp and look at why would you go with the inside guy that just hired and put together one of the worst te- – helped put together one of the worst teams in the league. You know, we'll see. Hopefully it works out. And I guess that what Brant Tillis guy is coming from Kansas City. His office is already packed up. He can't officially leave until the Super Bowl's over. Um yeah. So, yeah, it sounds like they're structuring it like the, the Niners. We just got to hope and, you know, they, they don't make a trade a two-pick for a Sam Darnold and pick up his odds. We, I just – we got to we gotta either, if we're going to rebuild, trade Burns for two ones and, and use it better. We can't trade McCaffrey and see him go to the damn Super Bowl, and we got D.J. Johnson who can't get on the field for the first six weeks. So, 
that's what I'm interested in. Is, is, and at least Canales and Dan Morgan, they were together for eight years. Hopefully, Dan Morgan knows what kind of players Canales wants, style mm-hmm. of play. He's he's hired all the all, – it seems like all the offensive positions he just filled within the last couple hours. Defense, it seems like they're still waiting on Evero. I mean, if Evero gets the commander's job or the Seahawks job, then that could blow up a lot of things. But I don't know. It's going to – I guess the defense played all right. I hate how Jeremy Chin got used, whatever. He's probably gone if Evero stays. But he hasn't made a play in a while. But we still need a whole lot, as quarter mentioned. Like, I, do you sign Burns? Do you trade Burns? I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed if you trade him, but you got to get at least a one after getting fleeced for McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that McCaffrey trade looks bad now. It looks real bad. I mean, I don't, you know, so. But then do it you pay? The it, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It did It did look a little, uh, but we talked ourselves into that, as we always do with fans. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, you know, do you cut Sanders? You keep – there's just a lot of big-time decisions, and, and I guess they have a press conference on Thursday, and I'm sure they won't touch on everything, but touch a light a light bit on it. What you got, Caleb? I, I really like the Brant Tillis hire. I think that he's going to bring some stability to the front office. Um, and, again, these kind of announcements aren't usually made, but I'd like to know scouting-wise uh, what they've done. And and there might not be anything done until after the draft because yeah. I know that's kind of their season when that yeah. season ends. So maybe tough to restructure anything until after the draft. But just with how poor this roster is, mm-hmm. it makes me really nervous. But the Brant Tillis hire, he's apparently had his hand in a lot of huge signings and, and deals that's happened in Kansas City. So it, I think that'll be nice. Um, and to Duvall's point, it can't get any lower. Right, like so. So it's nice to have a young offensive. You know, something crazy about this offensive or this coaching cycle. Only two offensive coaches were hired of like the eight openings, yeah. and it was Callahan and Canales. Yeah. Nobody, like nobody, would have thought that a couple yeah. weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think the Johnson news today, the Ben Johnson news saying he's going back to Detroit, made me feel better about the hunt. Yeah, Agreed. in a way. Yeah. Just because it felt like either Johnson told us no or in the before today's announcement, I thought either Johnson told us no or Tepper was kind of giving up because he knew the job wasn't attractive enough. And this makes me feel like maybe Tepper had some kind of intuition or talk or or maybe Johnson did tell him he wasn't coming here for 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, no, it, no, I just Adam Schefter tweeted that his the asking price was a little bit higher than some teams thought it should be. So it might have been to that point to where do you want to go out and, and again, wait for him. Now you would have just hired him today, and Tepper just got burned by Rule giving him so much money. I think they worked out good, but he's still paying a little bit of Rule, a little bit of right. Now he's paying Canales. So, and he had to get the six-year to Canales, but at least, you know, did they you – know, after one more year, would Canales be the Ben Johnson, right? Like, I don't yeah. know, and it could have happened. Could have. Uh, one thing I'll never complain about, uh, Tepper has a lot of faults, and I, I am beginning to be a Tepper hater just like everyone else. When I, I rode Tepper for longer than most people. But um, one thing I'll never complain about is him. I don't care how much money he's spending on coaches. Yeah. That's his money. It doesn't affect salary cap. It doesn't, it doesn't affect yeah. me. If he wants to be a quick trigger because we're not winning, good. You know what I mean? But, but um, yeah, I mean, it, to me, he has to get this one right. Right. Yeah. So, so that's that's another thing that makes me feel a little better about this whole situation is this is one he has to get right with his perception, with how low the franchise is. If you don't get this one right, you're in Browns and Jets and Lions 
territory yeah. of our whole yes. lives. You know what I yeah. mean? So like, <clears throat> so like it just feels like this is the one. And and, and I honestly think he's kind of he has to at least let the guy go two years, right? Like I, I think there's no doubt. Rule got yeah. what two and a half. Mm-hmm. Rule yes. got two and a half. Wright didn't get one full Got one. Eight weeks. Yeah, eight, eight nine <laughs> weeks. And, and so with this six-year deal, he kind of has almost forced himself into also with how he's fired coaches midseason back-to-back, he's forced at least to give him three. Like he's at least got to start his third year and get into his third year. And so yeah. – and maybe that's good. I mean, you like you said, you brought up the lines. They Dan Campbell's first year, they started what, like 0-10-1? And then they finally – not saying – again, every team's built differently, but – it's yeah. got to kind of – maybe he needs some patience. And I don't think Rule and obviously Wright wasn't – he dealt too much with that coaching staff, all the stuff that came out about spies telling on people and reporting back to him. Like, it was a whole kind of – it was a, a season of secession up there at, at fucking uh, Panther Stadium with what they had going on. So, hopefully Is this gets – going to stop? I, I hope. I don't know. I don't – I mean – it seems like they cleared out the guys, right? Like it said, it was Campman, and it said it was uh, what's the special teams guy Tabor, where the where the guys yeah. reporting back, and they got let go. Now Evero and the defensive staff are in a wait and see, but no one seemed to complain because the defense was for 99 percent of the games held up their bargain until you know the yeah. levies broke. But I don't know. We'll see. The, the positive spin on this is Evero does stay, and then he gets a head coach job next year, we get two third-round picks. So that's yeah. <laughs> me, me being selfish, I want Evero to stay because I think he's going to get a gig soon, so I don't know. Yeah. I feel bad for Evero, man. Yeah. Like, it, you know, we've, we have interviewed him two years in a row for yeah. a head coaching gig and passed him over both years to just be like, hey, but we, we'd still like you as a team coordinator. <laughs> if, I'm that, if I'm that guy, I'm like, I want to go to Green Bay or something that I can show a little more yeah. and be in contention in the playoffs where my head coaching status goes up. So, yeah. but, but he's under contract, so yeah. he doesn't really get a say <laughs> that much. So, Yeah, unless you're uh, uh, Vic Fangio and you just tell the Dolphins – Fire my ass and go immediately to the Eagles. That was a wild. Yeah, that, you know. that was wild. Like, and, and I don't even know. Did they really kind of give any details as to why he wanted out? He initially wanted to go to Philadelphia last year, and they, I guess, didn't work something else. They promoted within, and then so he okay. went to the Dolphins. But yeah, it came, like to me, if you were the Dolphins, he, I mean, he was there that night of. He got fired. You should have worked out a a six round pick <laughs> trade or something for him if it was that bad of a you know, but. So yeah, I mean it, it. It's I don't know if anybody saw uh, what was his name Jake Johnson, the guy from New Girl. He was on um, KFC Radio, and it was talking about a sports fan, but he was relating it to being a Cubs fan and baseball. But if you listen to it, I'll have to send it to you guys. And it talks about how you get wrote back in. He's like, it's like when you're dating a girl, right? If you're if you're dating a girl and you walk in on her cheating on you, right? That's your team loot. Like, you walk in, you, she's with another dude cheating on you. You break up. So you go through the breakup. You sit on your couch. You gain 15 pounds. You don't move. You're sad. Then all of a sudden, your friends come around, and they're like, hey, come on. Let's go out. You go start going to the gym again. You lose some weight. You get back out there. You start talking to some females, and you're doing good. And then all of a sudden, you, you go to the grocery store one day, and you see that ex. And she's looking good. She apologizes to you. She's like, I'm sorry. I fucked up. So then you you bring them back. Like, oh, this is great. Everything's great while the season's going. And then all of a sudden, 
Six months into it, you find her cheating on you again. And that's just the endless cycle of being a sports fan. It's just getting shit on the whole time. And that's what I feel like we're in. It's just like, now we're in the good state. You're going to, you know, you show, I'm seeing these Dave Canales videos the Bucks are putting out about how he was like, you know, revitalizing guys. And Tristan Wirfs is like tearing up, talking about him, about how he loves his players. And Baker Mayfield loves the guy. And it's like, Baker looked like doo-doo here. Well, like, what could, so they're slowly pulling me back in. Here I am. I don't have anything else to do but to just fall for you again. And here we are, right? Like, are you going to cheat on me come October again? We're going to find out. Hey, I refuse, man. For the first time in my life, I refuse to go back. I'm telling you, I'm staying so even-keeled about this more than I ever have in my life because I talk myself trying to, in it. Yeah, trying to. Yeah. I, I, every year they do it to me, and I refuse to. But I want to th- what you think about this. Let's say since 2003, Jake DeLone, has there been a year that you went into where you were like, we have no chance? Think about it. Maybe 2010. Yeah. But maybe we not. We still were too. like, hey, we still got D'Angelo. The roster was fine. Well, I think that 2010, wasn't Matt Moore supposed to play and then he broke his collarbone, right? And, and, yes. we draft, and we drafted Jimmy Clausen, who was the best mm-hmm. decision the Panthers have ever made, according to him. Like, I was pumped up, you know? I was like, yeah, this team's going to be fine. So, like, I can't think of a year. The last five years, I've talked myself into the roster being good enough to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. And this, this is the first time, I think, since I was 12 years old. I'm like, <laughs> I, there's no chance. I don't. I have no idea how good the coach is. I have no idea how good the quarterback is. I think the roster's putrid. Like, <clears throat> like I'm just kind of sit back here and be like, this is finally, I think, a complete reset. So for the first time, maybe ever. Well, so du- we'll see. Yeah, and Duvall, like I even said that the same thing you said earlier, Duvall, to a coworker of mine, like if we if he can get five or six wins, we'll be cooking, and that's crazy <laughs> to sit there and like just a couple months ago we were talking about nine, ten wins at the beginning of the season, maybe sneaking basically what Tampa did. We thought the Panthers were going to be able to do, yes. and now like I just like you said, I just want to see competence. I want to see a draft where they make sense. We don't trade up for a guy that is 24 years old, defensive end, and you're just like, huh? Why? You know, I want to yeah. see like, oh, like draft guys who played, you know, all three, four years productive. I don't, you know, whatever round it is, at least give me something like, oh, okay, I understand you want to look for traits and all this and that, but don't don't draft a guy because like, oh, he ran the fastest 40. That's great, but but did he also have some tackles? Did he catch the ball? What is it is? All that kind of stuff. And, in, and then the free agency. I want to see what we do and how, like you said, the restructure. I, I am very interested to see how this press conference goes on Thursday. What are they going to reveal? Is, is uh, you know, Morgan going to come out? I don't think he'll completely shit on Fitterer out in public and be like, I didn't want any. The only pick I wanted was Bryce. Everything after that, I didn't want to touch any of that. I'm sure if he did do that, that was behind closed doors and that stays there. That might be for a book later on or something. But, you know, and what is the philosophy? I mean, you know, Tepper came out last year after we made the number one pick, and he was talking about Super Bowls, Super Bowls. Man, I just want some wins. I just want a couple wins, man. Give me some points. Yeah, points. Points. They're in a position where they have to hit almost every draft pick the next two or three drafts. Yeah. I, I mean, when you look at what Brad Holmes has done does. in Detroit, yeah. when you look at what Detroit has done and Brad Holmes, their GM, the last three years, when you look at their draft classes, every single one of them is a contributor. Yep. Like first through fifth round, it's yep. insane. 
Yeah. And the Panthers have put themselves in a position they have to hit, like on every pick moving forward. And what it's sucks crazy. is they didn't commit to the reset. They half did it with, with McCaffrey. If they committed to the reset and went ahead and dumped Burns, and then they could have got the two two ones out of it, they could have used some of that, and we would have at least had a one this year. It may not have been ours, but we could have at least had the Rams in somewhere in the teens or 20s, wherever it ended, and you would have felt, okay, that sucks. It still sucks to see the Bears pick it. I've been, you know, we all prepared ourselves since fucking week six about, okay, this is going to possibly happen. Here we are. Like, I'm not going to watch any pre-draft content. We're going to watch the draft round one just because I want to, because I love the draft, but it's going to suck for this whole thing. And then for the next at least 15 years, it's going to be, well, either either it's going to be great, like, oh, this trade, it looked bad at the beginning, but Bryce turned it around, and Caleb Williams either sucks, or Drake May sucks, or Jaden Daniels sucks, whatever. So that, to me, is also the compound of it is, to your point, Caleb, are we going to reset? Are we going to trade Burns? Or are we going to re- – like, it seems like we've been in this constant tug-of-war of we reset. Oh, no, let's sign Teddy Bridgewater. We reset. Oh, let's then not really reset. Let's trade McCaffrey but keep Burns. But then let's not sign Burns. But we only win two games, and now we're, like, going to franchise him. And now we have no cap because we signed Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders, all these guys who we thought we were going to compete, and none of them did anything but Thielen. And it's like, damn, what are we going to do? It's been a, it, We are in this position today because it's been a 50% reset since 2019. Yep. Yep. They went half in in 2019, and it's, they've been half in and half out since then. And we are here today because of that. And now you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, a 42-year-old head coach, a first-time head coach, a first-time GM. It is time. Yeah. It is time to just bite the freaking bullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I do like that Canales is from Southern Cal, Bryce Young, Southern Cal. So they did – I read one of Joe Person's articles saying he uh, – Bryce wasn't involved in the coaching hire, but they did check in with him, and he, he liked – I mean, obviously he's not gonna, he's not the kind of guy that's going to come out and be like, fuck this hire or whatever. But it does seem positive <laughs> that, you know, like you said, young guy, seems to be innovative. He talked – all the interviews I've seen with his players talk about how he plays to their strengths. So hopefully he can get something – out of fucking Miles Sanders, I, I mean, because I just can't see them cutting him. I don't see them trading him. If they decide to reset the receiver, like everyone says, let's trade Thielen for a you know a fifth round pick, whatever. But shit, if you trade him, I, you got to get like if that. If, imagine if we didn't have Adam Thielen. I mean, that receiver room is whoo. So I, I, all Canales has to do is scheme one guy open a play. That'd be a step up. That'd be a step yeah. up from what we had last year. <laughs> And, and and then to your to your point, Jacob, you're talking about how like, and, and I'm not saying that age is a factor because there are successful coaches that are older. But I think him having a fresher mind and being able to revitalize Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, they look like two totally different quarterbacks over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Geno regressed this year, but Baker like took a whole other step. I mean, he threw more touchdowns I think this season than he had like all season with us. So like it's to me, I'm again, kind of to Caleb's point, we're just kind of reeling us back in. It's just <laughs> like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to figure this thing out. And um, I, I, I'm trying to be optimistic. I really am. It's still early and I, I'm not, you know, we got plenty of time to talk about wins, losses, draft and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But, um, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing what changes he's going to make, um, and then just what type of mindset he's going to have. Because obviously, he did some good things with Baker, 
Um, and as a head coach, he might be able to kind of open up his wings a little bit further, too, that we don't even know. So we'll see. And du- Duval, I couldn't agree more, man. Like, I think one thing I really want, and this is going to sound so cliche, but I want to be proud to be a freaking Panther fan again. And I want, like, <laughs> I, I, no, no, but what I mean by that is, like, I want some culture. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want I, I want the Cam Newton marketing type thing. You know what I mean? Like, and so Ron Rivera kept preaching relevance and, and then we were relevant again from 2014 on, you know, in the national mm-hmm. spotlight. We haven't had a Sunday night game in six years at this point. I mean, it's just crazy. Like I, I think that Canales, one thing about him, I, I kind of said it joking, but it, he could be so marketable if he ends up being good. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he brings wins, he, he could be so marketable to players and on a national spotlight, the media, it could just really be nice to have a relevant football team again that's in the national spotlight, that has national games. And, and so, like, the higher excites me, I have no idea if it's going to be good. But yeah. if it is good, I think it could be really good. Yeah. My One of my one of my friends texted me the other day and said, this could be the best hire of all time, or it could look like a complete joke in eight weeks into the season. And I don't think there's going to be any in between either. Like, I, I do feel like this could be a really good hire or it's going to kind of fall flat on its face just because of how inexperienced he is. So, we'll see. It could be both. <clears throat> yeah. It, who knows how long it's going to take. Yeah. yeah. It really, I mean, like you said, it, I, I think there's going to be moments where you're going to see, you know, a win streak of three wins and then maybe a loss streak of six or something. Just because that first year and being so young in it, you learn, you know, you mismanage some things. And maybe you won't, but – it's, you know, t- to your point, I mean, w- what would be worse? I-, I still think the right one is maybe the worst of all time. Like, George Seifert stunk, but that man came from Super Bowl winning teams, right? I- Rivera, I mean, two-time coach of the year, made it to the Super Bowl, that was fine. John Fox made the Super Bowl, okay, is into the tenure. Between Rule and Wright, I mean, even if Canales, besides going 0-16 or 0-17, 1-16, like, mm-hmm. I just to the point. It's hard for me to fathom it getting worse. I know it can get worse. Yes. It can on the field. It's it hard can. to fathom to get worse. Off the field, if something crazy happens, but we'll just talk on the field. Like it, that is some of the worst football, especially getting skunked back to back two games. I mean, it, to end the season. So it's like you keep, you know, you how like you try to commit. How could it get like it can't get worse? It's got to get better, right? And and maybe the season yeah. starts off zero and fucking seven. I don't know. We don't know. And as a Duval point, we got time to talk. But maybe it starts. But then all of a sudden, they do the John Fox when he started off one and seven, and then that la- his first season they ripped off eight more or whatever, six more, and mm-hmm. finished, and were able to show something for it. And to your, that's the culture you're looking for. You're looking for something, and and we've been missing that identity. And again, we just get back to what are we trying to do? Are we trying to trade everybody away? Are we trying to build something? Are we trying to spit? sell jerseys when we sign McCaffrey, but then trade him away and have nobody and then hurt our quarterback. And so it, it really, in these next coming months, seeing what they do and how they build this thing, it's either, like you said, another six years of, all right, here we go again. This is three years in a row. We've held, had this similar podcast, convincing ourselves mm-hmm. of this and that. This guy is totally different, though. You know, eight years from Pete Carroll – he felt like he got passed over. He should have been the OC over there. So he kind of got mad and said, all right, I'm going to take a job in Tampa Bay. Did that. And and now here he is. You know, as I think they made the early uh, um, 
quarter. I don't know if you talked to Eric Mandia, but Eric Mandia is a guy who works for Fox, and he does some of the like C and D games. So he did a lot of Panthers games because they were stinking near the end of the year. And he said that last game he did, and Canales came in, and he was like, he is, he goes, I love the dude. He goes, he just, he's just bring, as we said earlier, he brings juice. He brings us something. And it's, it's, it just seems like this is one of those like, we hired him a year early, but we also wanted to try to do something different to not catch the wave where if we went out. Obviously, I think the Ben Johnson's agents tipped the Panthers off. They're like, "Look, we'll take, we'll at least take this little Zoom interview, but and more than likely, here's our price." And then Tepper's like, "Well, damn, I don't." Rule just, you know, had his wife make meatballs over me and got sauced over on giving me all that money. So now let me just not do that and let's go get a guy that's younger. And if it does fail, I mean, how? It, I, besides him getting caught like cheating on his wife and kids. <laughs> How else can like can it get worse? Worse? Like in, in like Man, I just can't if, picture it. If Johnson's your guy, why not pay the money? Who cares what the price tag is? If you want to win, and he's the hot shit, you know. But what's, I think what's the I, problem? I think the counter that is he doesn't know, and he doesn't want to get shisted again, right? Like mm-hmm. if Johnson, wait, it takes two to dance, right? Johnson obviously doesn't want to be a head coach bad enough to take a gig. I mean, to me, the mm-hmm. Washington yeah. gig. You get your pick of a quarterback, right? You're at two. If you if you had the ammo, if you wanted to go up to one and you really loved Caleb Williams or May and you weren't sure they were there at two, you could go up to one. Is he nervous? Does he not want to fail? I mean, Detroit is a nothing's guaranteed. You just saw the a fucking bunch of picks and money. That's what so I'm saying. I, I, today was a red flag for me on Johnson. Yeah, I, like agree. I, I last year I thought was a great decision on his part. Like yeah. blah blah blah. He he needed another year of calling plays, but. Today, for Detroit, for Washington to be flying to Detroit and then him tell them, that's just yeah. strange. Like, take all those interviews, plan on some second interviews. Something's off. It just feels weird. I think but, he wants I mean, to go into a spot where he doesn't have to develop a quarterback. Well, it I might be Dallas wants, or Philly next yes, year. Yes, or, I mean? or, or Kansas so. City with Andy Reid potentially retiring. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I think what, I took, right. what I took from that is I think – he doesn't want to gamble because usually, as we all know, you're that first year. You gamble on that top quarterback. If it fails, you're done, right? You're at least. It, I think in his mind, with now working with golf, he's like, "Well, shit, I let me work here." As you just brought up, Dallas could be done. I can get Dak, and we we don't have to debate on if you think Dak is not, but he's at least a proven veteran. You got mm-hmm. Kansas. I think he probably would have taken the Chargers if they didn't go so bad after Harbaugh because Herbert was in there. Kansas City wide open. Who wouldn't want that? People are gonna be like. Bill Belichick going to Kent, whatever it is with Patrick Mahomes, anybody's going to want to work with Patrick Mahomes. And then, like you said, the Eagles could be up, and that's Hurts. And, again, another debate. We don't have to do all that, but at least they're proven quarterbacks. So I do agree that it's a red flag, but it's also – it makes me leery of he's not as confident himself to be a team builder, and he wants that established veteran where he's off and running and winning games immediately and not necessarily having to go through the the crack, the muck of, you know, training up a guy, coaching up a guy. Yeah. So. And one thing with the Panthers, I think anybody they were going to have to settle on was going to be a gamble, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 even Ben Johnson's a gamble, yeah, because he he's never been a head coach in his life. So, like, so if Tepper feels this strongly, I, I hate that we were the only people to interview him, but if if Tepper feels this strongly about it to hire him before he even talks to Johnson or McDonald a second time. Or other big candidates that everybody's talking to a second time this week, then well, I'll say have to roll the dice yeah, with them. And I'll say Todd Monken, who I thought was a pretty good spot there, he he crapped the bed in that Ravens game. 
So I feel good about letting him at least Canales and then went out slinging the rock. I mean, Baker yeah. threw for like 460 on a team that should have went to the Super Bowl. So he at least was calling a game that kept them in it. And as Quarter said before, yeah, I would I, I had been wanting a 45-43 sling fest for a I mean, the last time the last game, the two games we were entertained were field goal winners. Like, the last two games were just coming down the line. Like, I want to see a back-and-forth touchdown or us scoring 45 and the other team scoring 17. Like, so, like, at least with that, we're, you know, and I'm not saying Ben Johnson, now he had a, that was more so his players shitting the bed and lemon booting it up against the Niners and them not figuring it out. But, I again, I've started to talk myself into it. I'm surprised Slonick from the Texans didn't get Hired somewhere, but it seemed like everybody, you know, the Falcons went after Raheem Morris, a little more experienced there on that side. And, you know, so it was interesting to see us, like you said, no one else interviewed him. It felt like, again, every single guy we were going to hire, I would not want a Belichick because I just feel like he was going to just bring in all of his people. And he hasn't, since Matt Castle in that one season with Matt Jones, he hadn't really done shit winning-wise without Tom Brady. So, I Canales and Morgan were aligned. They were together in Seattle. Hopefully they know each other. This is the first time since when, like Marty Herney hired Rivera, that we've had two guys that in theory should be on the same page for what they want instead Mm of not knowing, all right, who's picking this? Who's doing that? Hopefully they're all in it together. So, Yeah, and if we go 5-12 and and nine of those losses are like our Green Bay loss this year, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Where, where Bryce looks formidable and he's throwing the ball all over the field and it yeah. looks all right. At least year three, it'll be like, all right, Bryce, go out and win games now. Yes. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think I think that's what this year is about. you got to go be competitive, score points, and Bryce has got to look like a formidable quarterback by week 18 next year yeah. and go into next offseason, they can play or bus year three yeah. with them. Yeah. So, and, and, and to add to your point, Caleb, like that's basically kind of how I look at this season. So like Jacob, when you were like, oh, we could start out 0-9. Yeah, but if we're, if every 0-9 game we're scoring 30 points and we're just missed by 33-30 or, or like we can see the progression, which was my biggest gripe this year, I never really saw a progression. He'd have a really good game, then it'd be shit. Then he'd have another really good game five games later. I'm like, oh, there it is. And then we get shut out two weeks in a row. So it's like if we can see natural progression, not only from the quarterback, but from the coach, the coaching staff, and actually seeing adjustments and changes, Everell making changes in the second half. The offensive side makes well, hopefully Everell comes back. But just if we're able to see that, then I'm fine. I mean, now granted, we – if we're able to do that, there's no way that we would go 0-17. Yeah. If we're able to see that natural progression and everybody each week <laughs> is making strides to be better, there's no way we would go there. Now, does that mean that we're going to win 10 games? No. But we would win more than we would win more than that. So. And I, I only equate it to Cam because that's all we know as Panther fans. The end of Cam's rookie year, you knew you had something, you know, especially mm-hmm. that team. That team went on a big run towards the end of the year. They, I think, what, finished 6-10 and 10 or 5-11 and 11 or something like that. Yeah. But you felt like they were competitive every game November on in mm-hmm. his rookie year. So that that's just kind of what I I want to see just because I want to be excited going into next offseason. Because yeah. as of right now, there's nothing to be excited about. So that's kind of Canales' and Bryce Young's job and objective this year. It's to just make, you know, the 
the team and city excited about something going yeah. into next offseason. Yeah, and I thought it was uh, – Greg Olson made a good point. He was saying – he compared that. that, And I know Duvall did at the beginning of the year when, when Bryce didn't show up. It's so hard to – like with Cam, if all hell broke loose, put his foot down, 266, 260, and he makes shit happen. With Bryce, yeah, with yeah. him being so cerebral – it was he finally started learning. It's okay to put your foot down and run and get out of. Now he ain't running over nobody, but he's got enough athletic ability. We saw it that play before the offside. He scrambles. He can get it done. We've seen it. You know what I mean. So, it, and it's it's kind of coaching that into it. So so getting out of that is like you said. Once Bryce, if everything can catch up and get some of those bad habits that he had to try to go to because the offensive line sucked everything last year out of anybody. It, you know, and, and like you said, scheme one guy open, boom, boom, get his confidence back. There's a reason the guy went number one overall. Don't let anybody fool you thinking the Texans. If yeah. we would have taken Stroud at one, they're taking Bryce Young at two. So it's not like let's not let's not this isn't like a Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning. Like Bryce Young showed up every day. He wasn't drunk as shit showing up late to practice, holding yeah. out and all that stuff. He just got to make. We just got to put a, a good system around him. And I still believe in the guy, but you know. Like you said, if we can get through the season and be like, oh, okay, and he has those Green Bay games where you feel like, oh, okay, there it is, there it is. Yes. We just, whatever it was, everything was handicapped last year and we couldn't. But it feels like with Canales, he plays to his strengths of his players and he's going to have mm-hmm. a, a system in place to where it's like, okay, let's use motion. Let's do this. Let's run. The, like last year I felt like, oh, if we're going to run the ball, we're going to put Bryce under center and then we're going to run him to the left side behind Iki Ukwanu. If we're gonna pass, we're gonna put him in pistol or shotgun, and then we're gonna like. So just give me something. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'll and I'll add to that too. So like I saw a clip where he was just like, you know, we realize like whatever our bread and butter is, and we're going to play to that. So if we know that this shit's gonna work on you, we're gonna make sure that we're extremely successful with it. So there's nothing you can do about it, and we're gonna really work on that. And what we don't, what we can't work with things that don't work okay well then we'll put those to the side and we can try and fix them but what we do know will work we'll stick to it and for that i feel like if he's able to put a game plan together each and every week against whatever team and we've got i don't know how many plays it'll be but if we got a certain system and a certain set of bread and butter plays okay cool to start the game off bryce's if it's three and out okay we know we could go to this 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 and we can get couple of first downs, get the drive going, get things moving so we can get moving in the second second or third drive. Okay, fine. The problem was, was last year, we didn't have a bread and butter. It was <laughs> shit. It was like, the only bread and butter we had was like, you know, a couple of plays with Chuba where those were really good. And every once in a while, stealing, you know, stuff like that. So because of that, if we're able, if he has a system that can really do that, I mean, if he's like, hey, we need a first down here, we got to go score here, I know what we can do. I mean, I think we'll have some success, so we'll see. Jeeves, how about you? You've been quiet. I'm just optimistic about it. Like everybody said, he's a first-year head coach. I don't want to get too hyped on him. Gino was a backup to, what, Russell Wilson, so he's worked with a backup. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he's been a backup his whole career after he left the Browns. So it's kind of worked with backups. He's never worked with a second-year quarterback uh, so to be, but I'm here for it. And I also like the, the Dan Morgan selection because he was a Panther. Okay. Good, he was a good Panther player. So I'm, 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 I'm willing to see what he's, what he's about. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Quarter, what you feeling? How are you feeling? Do you like to hire any other thoughts on what next steps? Uh, I was a, I was a little disappointed with the way the GM search went. You know, I felt like it wasn't very, you know, open and uh, opaque. But um, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. I think that's who they were going to hire regardless. But like I said, why why act like you're going to hire this company to help you make the decision? <laughs> it, just, it just sends you more, yeah. you know, fairy tale, drama, telenovela type nonsense that we don't need. So, um as long as we can get players, I don't really, I don't think a lot of it will go away. If there's yeah. talent, if there's a playmaker or two or three, you know, you see these other teams and they've got four or five guys. Like, granted, you know, you got to be lucky, you got to be good. A lot of things have to work your favor, but can we get somebody? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. so hopefully I, that can change. <laughs> I, I think Dan Morgan was the hire from the very beginning. I think everybody they brought in, I mean, 80% of the people they brought in felt like analytical cap people that they were trying to team up with Morgan the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's what that Brant Tillis hire is. So um, it, it I, I agree. I was extremely disappointed. I've been drooling over Adam Peters to come here since 2020. And to not even give that dude a interview is – I think kind of says everything. It, it says everything. Well, but didn't didn't he request to interview him two years ago or the last time we before Fitterer? Uh, Peter said no, right? No, he was a finalist with Fitterer oh, three was? years ago in twenty. Yeah, it was I, him. Dobbs pulled out. It was like it was Peters, somebody, but no, Peters interviewed here twice in twenty twenty before we hired Fitterer. I thought and, I, didn't didn't Peter Peters back out too though? Like I thought Peters, that's what kind of happened is like. He kind of like Fitter was the only guy who wanted the job or something. Well, I think that might it's probably the case because Peters knew he didn't have final say if ah. he took that job. Oh, because it was because so, it was rule. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so my point was go gotcha. back to Peters and tell him you have all say. I mean, I thought the Commanders were gonna get my dream team. Like I thought they were gonna hire. <laughs> they hired Adam Peters before anybody else. And then they I, they were the favorites to land Johnson. I was like, well, new ownership knows exactly what they're doing and what they want there. But uh, but not not interviewing Adam Peters. And maybe that was a terrible end to that cycle three years ago. And maybe that's why they didn't go back after Peters. But yeah. to not interview him again showed me that Morgan was the hire yeah. the entire time. And that they were just looking for a cap guy. To yeah. But I, I'm kind of interested, so. too, what, what, the, what Washington's going to do. Because it seemed like they had all their eggs in the – the Ben Johnson basket, and now it's like, where are they going to go? You know what I mean? Is it mm-hmm. – that's interesting to me. That's a, I mean, that's just – yeah, that could. But there's just a big – like, they're sitting there with the two overall pick at, you know, similar spot. You make the D'Amico Ryans hired, you get the right quarterback. Like, they're in a weird spot where they've, they've stunk for a long time too, but things can get worse without it getting better, you know. So, I was just – it is interesting to see how those last two jobs are going to shake out and where it's mm-hmm. going to go, so – but yeah, so I that's true. I mean the Dan Morgan it was it was definitely like a oh, okay, that's where it was. But I, I don't wanna hate him. I do think it is like uh let's see what his picks are, but I I hope somebody can stand up to Tepper and be like, No, we're gonna do this instead, but we'll never know until someone comes out with a biography or something. So Dude, people want to – I'm telling you, I know we can't compare ourselves to the forty ers right now, but in 2017, they wanted Jed York the fuck out of town. Yeah. And look what he's done for them. Uh, look what just hiring John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan that offseason mm-hmm. after firing three straight coaches did. 
So maybe this is our John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Look at you. Look at you. Commit. Don't get too hard. Don't get. Look at him. Look at him. There he is. Real little. Yep. Really get back in. There it is. See, there, there it is. And and then also like I'm going to to try and separate Dan Morgan, the general manager, as he is the player, because prior to Luke Keekley, he was one of the best linebackers we ever had, with the exception of him and John Beeson. So for me, like you know, we were growing up like. Dan Morgan was that guy. So for me, it's like, okay, listen, I'm not going to take anything away from him as a player. But now it's just more so me evaluating him as a general manager. Is he a great person? Yes. Is he the epitome of key pounding? Yes. But he's going to that manager. So um, I'm just looking at him from that perspective and, and just hope that he's able to get us back into some type of a Panther Nation form because right now yeah. we're, we're – I mean, that run from Dan Morgan to Keekley was unreal. Yeah. And then we have... It was unbelievable. I mean, that's a, cra- I mean, that's a crazy run you go on. We've got Louie. Okay, so let's let's dive into a little bit of that. Let's play a little guess here before, since we haven't had their press conference. You know, who you keeping, who you letting go. You got Burns, you got Louvu. Those are your two big guys. What do you... I mean, I think... To me, I think you got to keep Louvu. That was the only guy who seemed like he played... 100% on defense. Now, besides Brown, I'll give you Brown. Brown balled out. Burns admitted at the end of the year, out loud, in public, that he didn't play hard because he was scared to get hurt. I, I don't know who told him to say that, but damn, that's just kind of a crazy thing to say. I get it's honesty, but that's some shit you say to your homeboys and your agent. I don't know if you say it. Especially after a two-and-whatever season, like whatever it is. So, oh, did I? But, so, I don't know. Where, yeah. where are y'all thinking of who you – who you want to re-sign, who you want to get rid of. I I agree with you. You, you, you sign Luvu. I think you extend Brown this offseason. Go ahead and lock that up so you're not worrying about it a year from now. And then, I, I personally, if you can't get Burns for 24 mil or less, I think you franchise him and trade him. Okay. I mean, I, I, that's what I would do. Um, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not signing the motherfucker for 30 million. Yeah, that's for sure. No, I, I don't. Not to but, have um, play. Not no. to have play. No. no. Well, and I got to be honest. I've never been the biggest Burns fan because I think he's never been a run defender. Yeah. Like he, so. he's always been a half player to me because he's mm. a, purely a pass rusher. So I, I have never seen Brian Burns take over a game like a Bosa yes. or, or someone like that 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 is yep. a true edge setter that's worth thirty million dollars. I've never seen Burns win a game for us. You know what? Yeah. And I know we've had terrible teams, so yeah. that may not be completely fair. But you see some of these D linemen that are worth thirty million wreck games and I've just never seen him do that. TJ Watt and I've seen, the Julius yeah. Peppers, yeah. I mean that's it's, yeah. I mean yeah. even Charles even Charles Johnson. Like yes. I mean, you gotta sit there and say to yourself, well, Greg well before it was crazy, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy yeah. a lot yeah. of But see here's and here's the difference too that Johnson, third round pick. Hardy, sixth round pick. Burns is a first round pick, so you're expecting a three sack game here. And he started off on fire in that first game against Atlanta, and then he, like you said, he dis- he just has moments of disappearance. And so, yeah. to your point, I- I'm with you, Caleb. I-, I think he would be an ex for the Rams for what they were offering. That would have been a perfect trade because he would have had he could have Aaron Donald Donald out there. He could have not had it now when he gets the two and triple. You know, double teams, triple teams, he disappears. Fair enough. But still, like you said, the T.J. Watts, the Bosa's, they get that. But when they get the single 
teams, they fucking make a play on it. Burns, it seems like, oh, I'm getting triple team. All of a sudden, he's got one-on-one, and he blows by the quarterback, and you're like, well, damn. So I, I look if you'll take twenty mil, yeah. come on back. Yeah, you know what I mean, like for sure. But like thirty mil a year is just like ridiculous. Yeah. So, but hey, man, if he can get that somewhere, good for him. Yeah, and like that, do it. That, you know what I mean? And, and so that's like, and and everybody's got a, a price, and it's like okay, so I'm not gonna go over that. And if Dan Morgan is like, listen, man, like I, I like you, but you ain't worth thirty mil million. Yeah. And if you can get that on the open market, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it, and he might go take twenty eight million to a competitor or something like that, which is fine. But I, I think also you got to look at it too from a player perspective. If you're twenty eight million, thirty million, twenty five million, you're going to demand a double team, like yeah. And you yeah. can make the case that this year, with the exception of what was it last year, is the first time he's really had to handle double teams every single game because I mean we had uh the other defensive end that Reddit. came from ready that with the Philly yeah yeah so he was able to take some of the pressure off of him but now it's like okay you're the guy everybody's scheming for you everybody's doing all of this so you've got to really you've got to really understand and take on all that and I don't know if he's prepared to do that maybe he needs to be like the the Robin to somebody else or he needs to be the second guy or he needs somebody in the in the interior to where he doesn't necessarily have to have that much leverage and not have to do so much. But um, I would love to have him back for the right price, and and he wants to really go out there and play. But at yeah. the same time, I, under, I understand the injury portion. He want to protect himself. You know, this is one time to really get paid, so I, I get it. I'm not going to knock him for that. And he said all the right things until the season was over. Yeah. I think the, so, yeah. the, the problem is, is since we signed so many guys last year, your cap's not as wide open as it was. So when you do franchise him, mm-hmm. he's taking up $25 million of that space for you to try to do other moves. Now, if you're not going to be yeah. that active in free agency, that's cool. You can just sit back. But hopefully this Brant Tillis guy's got a big plan to come in and, and do some maneuvering of this cap to try to open it up, not necessarily kick it down the road, but figure things out of, of trying to make you know some more cap space and all that. But – I don't think you can just let him walk. I think that's just mm-hmm. see, especially after turning that that trade down from the Rams. I think you at least got to franchise him and either extend him or trade him and get. And I'm not saying trade him for a fifth round. I mean, at the very least, you got to get three twos out of it. And I mean, you know, or two twos and two yeah. threes or something. If you can get a one and a three, I think you got to pull that trigger no matter what it is, just because yeah. you need more players. I mean, we need more yeah. offensive linemen. We need more receivers. We need some corners. I mean, we'll get into Caleb's favorite player, J.C. Horn. Will he finally play a full season next year, Caleb? What do you think? I, look, I love J.C. Horn. I think J.C. <laughs> Horn's a top five cornerback in this league. The issue is I only have like 12 games of sample yes. size. Yes, years man. To, to oh. determine that by. So, I, I do, too. I mean, it's, it's, it's killer because when he's out there, he's great. But, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sertan, one think, pick behind I, him is all pro. I think if Horn was healthy a year ago, Steve Wilkes is still the Panther coach. That's fair. Because we beat Tampa, we beat Tampa and we were in the playoffs last yeah. year. Yeah. But yeah. But my guy can't stay healthy to save his freaking life. <laughs> no. So. <laughs> no. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, like we've said for years, there's pieces on this team to work with. 
like when you think of cornerstone pieces, you have a D tackle that could be an all pro. You have a cornerback at healthy that could be an all pro. You have an edge that if for the right price could be a really decent edge rusher. And Luvu is fine. I, I think our linebacking core is still really weak, but yeah, you know, I think I think when there's please, when Shaq went down, Luvu was supposed to be that other edge rusher, right? It sounded like mm-hmm. him and Burns were going to be two edge rushers, and then Shaq went down, so they kicked Luvu back in with Grubair Hill or whatever it was, or Luvu was gonna, at least going to move around more from middle and outside and help mm-hmm. with some of that. And then once Shaq broke that fibula in what game one, game two, or whatever it was, it kind of threw all that out the window. But they. Gross Matos got hurt, what, game three and was out for a while, and no one and then Marquise Haynes had a back injury from training camp. Like everybody they were trying to lean on as that number two rusher. Justin Houston was a nobody. I mean, that guy talking about stealing money. That was a stole, stolen money right out, out of the gate on that. So it is. It's there's still there is some cornerstone pieces, but man, they've got to hit on some of these late picks, as we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we've hit on a late round pick that was worth a damn? I mean, Josh Norman. Josh Norman was probably the last one after round three that you can go. Oh, okay. Like Chuba's Chuba finally possibly. turning it around, Chuba but he's a running possibly. back. Yeah, Chuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God for Matt Rule's wife. That's right. <laughs> that, but but yeah. Chuba also turned it around because he got bullied on Twitter. Everybody on Twitter was killing him because he couldn't catch. And you know what he did? He went to the jugs machine after practice, and he caught 50 balls every day after practice, and he got better. So I applaud him for that because he actually proved everybody. Because I was a hater of Chuber. I was like, this motherfucker sucks. He can't because he couldn't catch. Every time they threw him the ball, he dropped it. It was like, oh, my God. And you know what? I don't think he had one drop all year. I mean, Miles Sanders looked like the guy who got paid. It was unreal. So I'll give him that. So slow Miles Sanders. Yeah. So I so I'll give Chuba all his you know his flowers if he turned around and proved me wrong. I wish more players would play like that because man, it, we they tried to bully C.J. Henderson, but he just didn't give a fuck either like that. So that's you know back to some of the trades that didn't work. We just wasted so many picks and getting picks and then not using picks on the like it's just what are we gonna do? The last last five years are just a joke. Like if you look at everything that's happened, it's just a joke. But speaking of Twitter. Dave Canales on Twitter, that can't end well with Panda fans, right? <laughs> I mean, that guy's not going to be able to be on Twitter once the season starts, right? Like, I mean, a, he's going to get bullied into oblivion if it doesn't go well. Yeah, but if it goes good, it could be great, right? But he he, he, he might definitely have to deactivate. I don't know. Or just I, leave it off the That's what I keep saying. If it goes well, this is going to be an incredible hire. Like, yeah. Everything yeah. about him seems like he could be such a good marketing tool for this city and this team. But if it doesn't go well, God bless that dude's mentions. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, because it's like <laughs> you, you said. Cut him off. Yeah, you he's gonna have to. Off. He'll have to delete Twitter, cut him off everything. But you know, so far so good. He's interacted with fans on Twitter. He seems like you said he brings the juice. I, I'm ready to see what he do. can he revitalize Aquanu. They just you know he just he's bringing in a, a, a good amount of guys from the Bucks. I know, like you said, Caleb, you brought earlier their numbers and rankings weren't all that great. But you know what? Somehow it found like each and every game they they found a way. Now they only won nine games, but still they were, you know, a drive away from upsetting the Lions and going to the NFC Championship game. I, you know, you got to give it that. So I, I just a couple minor, you know, we could have what we should have probably been a at least a six win team if you dice it down. Minnesota, Indianapolis, Chicago. I mean, even though fuck, how, how the hell did uh, 
Gardner Minshew make the Pro Bowl. Did y'all see that Wait, shit? What? How the hell did Gardner Minshew make the Pro Bowl? That shit was unreal, so. Pro Bowl is another joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pro Bowl is another joke. <laughs> They don't, uh, even, they don't even play in the game. It's it's like football. Yeah, they're doing well. Now they're doing like that's uh, why it's a joke. Outdoor games. They're doing like you know, whatever dodgeball and all kind of crazy stuff. No, so, no, no, no. all right. So maybe maybe we'll pick back up again next Tuesday if they say anything crazy or they make a trade. But does anybody have any final thoughts? Anything they want to get off their chest for this uh this hire? I'm good. Glad it's over. You said what quarter? You're glad it's, glad over? it's over? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for next January when we get to do it all again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four straight years of a new head coach. That's right. Yeah, I know. All right. Wait, I mean, what was that? Is there anything you want to hear in this press conference on Thursday? Nope. No? Uh, I'm, I'm about that action. I don't even okay. know. They, okay. they, 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 nah. I mean, I I, it'd, be, it'll be great to, um, I mean, it'll be a new coach, new GM. Um, I mean, it's going to obviously be new energy. Um, but we also had new energy last year <laughs> and the year before that. So, um, I'll say, but yeah, I will, just, I, I will counter not, with you. He's not going to, he's not going to come in and give you a Dan Campbell speech. Though, I don't right? know. He might. I don't. I mean, I don't think he's going to talk know, about I mean, biting kneecaps. That's, that's, that's still that's that's that's, that's, only, that's a once in a lifetime speech right there. I don't think he'll talk about biting kneecaps, but I do think he's going to bring in <laughs> fresh. We keep saying he bring in the juice. Last year, I'll counter it. Always, even from the jump, Frank Wright seemed like, "Oh, I took this job because it was offered to me to just get that last paycheck." And then it almost seemed like he never really wanted to be here, right? Like it just like he seemed of, old. Yeah, he, he just, seemed old. Yes, like <laughs> and, and, and nothing against it. I mean, it is, but it just seemed like that picture. Of him looking like a presidential can a president a president of the United States from like when he got hired to like week six and his full head of gray hair like that's how stressful it was. So at least with this one with Rule we know it was new, but he was coming from college. It was only Temple. It's not like he was winning it. I don't know Miami or anywhere a, a big school. Mm-hmm. At least with Canal, he's been around the NFL for a long time. He is still young. For me, I just, like you said, I know to Jeeves credit, I don't think it's going to be biting kneecaps, Dan Campbell, but I do think he's going to come in with a purpose and a culture to set as in like, all right, this is how we're going to do things. Because it felt very lax with Wright last year where I was like, I'm just going to let my guys coach and we're going to see what happens. I kind of want somebody who's with this young team and still, all right, here's where we're at and have a direction of what he wants Bryce to do. Because obviously this all comes down to Bryce Young, right? Like, if you can't turn around Bryce Young, well, I I, I think they go hand-in-hand hand almost unless somehow Bryce gets hurt and he ends up pulling up, you know, Nick Foles scenario where you coach the backup just as good as the starter or something. But that, I kind of want to hear a plan. I want to hear some fire. And it I sound like he wants to be here and not just like, well, I just took it because he offered me six years and millions of dollars. So I agree with Duvall. I'm kind of at this point all about what happens August to December next year. Because this is going to be coach speak and GM speak <laughs> in January that nobody really cares about. But I do agree. I, I would like to hear some fire and a little bit of like, I can't wait to, for Charlotte to get back to where it was. I want fans back in the stand. You know, those kind yeah, of things yeah. I, I would like to hear. Yeah. Just some Panther pride and Charlotte pride kind of stuff that would that would kind of get me amped up. But like, as far as at this point, it's all about winning. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's all 
Rule was an insanely good speaker. Oh, he's a preacher. He's yeah. a preacher, man. He'll take your money just, right off your bat. But you look at like Nick Sirianni when he was hired. Everybody thought he was a bambling idiot in his press conference, and he ended up being solid. You know what I mean? So well, I, like, hey, they started turning on my man bambling there at the end. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I yeah, I get you. I like you said some 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 pride in it. Some hey, I want to be here, and this is what we're gonna do. I don't want. I don't want to hear like. You know, obviously the coach speeches. We want to bring a championship. I don't want to hear like to me. I didn't like when Tepper was like putting those expectations of Super Bowl. I just want to win points. Tell you know, tell me you gonna you gonna guarantee some points for me. Tell me we're gonna be competitive every game, something like that. And I know we went, we ain't gonna really feel it until October, November of this year. But you know, just maybe some new life, some new juice. So I wouldn't mind hearing Morgan saying that he had little to do with Fitter's picks, but that'll never happen. Okay. That would hey, that would be a bowl a bowl predict. That would be wild if he yeah, kind of came out and said, obviously, that would be. I you know I, I believe in Bryce, but then the first round picks after that, fuck that. It wasn't nothing I had yeah. to deal with. I wanted to trade yeah. Burns. I wanted to trade. <laughs> I, I wanted to walk out of the room when they said they were trading up for somebody named DJ Johnson <laughs> last year. Yeah, well, did you did you see when people pulled up that uh, clip? From the behind the, back the, the behind the scenes, and when they were making that pick for DJ Johnson, Morgan's just sitting there looking at his phone, and it kind of had people thinking, well, maybe he wasn't in on this. He was just letting him fuck around and make make a fucked up pick because you can only say so much that your boss is going to do what your boss want to do. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, I'll think, the only thing I got left, final week going into pick them top ten. Brittany's first, Logan's second, all favorites third, uh, Tyler Kikaley's fourth, Alice Cadet fifth, Jeeb sixth, Greg Kikaley seventh, uh, Rob eighth, Danielle ninth, and quarter tenth. Look at that. Quarter and Jeeves in the top Ooh. ten hanging in. So early Super Bowl picks, Chiefs, Niners. I know Jeeves going I'll go, Niners. I'll go Niners. Mahomes has now moved into the category of Brady for me where I no longer pick against them. I just pick them, and if they lose, you know what? How can I go? How, how can you justify that? It's, it's fucking Patrick Mahomes. So I'm a, I'm a, uh, somehow I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. They got Taylor Swift on their side. It's a wrap. 27-24 uh, Niners. Hmm. I'll I'll take San Fran. I mean, I mean, of course, we don't have a dog in the fight. I, I'll take San Fran. I don't have. I mean, of course, I, I would love to still have McCaffrey, but I, I mean, he was a great guy here, and you know, great story. So, I mean, if he can get a win, you know, nope. I'd be happy for him. So, I'm with Caleb on that one. 27-24 Niners quarter. Okay, 30-31-28 Chiefs. I like mm. that. I, that's, I another, mind, that's another good score too. I think Steve Wilkes uh, deserves one too. Yes, that yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, Wilkes yeah. deserves one. No doubt. I, they were, you know, they were. I just, Mahomes somehow pulls, makes magic. And it's great because he's now covering up all of Brady's greatness and completely just making it look like it was so easy. And Brady's gone. So I like that. I have no sympathy towards Tom Brady because he beat the Panthers in Super Bowl thirty eight. <laughs> So let his all his records be done, and I love the video of Brady hanging out with his buddies, and they were like, "Hey, look, it's we're coming up on the Patrick Mahomes exhibit, and it's goats outside 
That's great. You can see in Brady's eyes that he wishes he would have come back for another couple years and try to make a run at it, but he didn't. I need Mahomes to erase everything Brady's done, so I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 eerily similar. This Super Bowl of Panthers Patriots is Niners. Like, it, well, I guess it would have been Lions. Lions Chiefs would have been one, but like, it just seems very like. Here's, you know, Mahomes as a Brady-esque. I know, no, the Niners have a shit ton of offensive talent, but I don't know. It should be good. The Niners probably going to run, they as the, the Rams should have done, ran all over them, but I don't know that Mahomes magic. Something, or Taylor Swift putting a hex on somebody. Who knows? Right? Yeah, th- yeah which is why I think San Francisco gets it, because, like, I think they control the pace and they control the offense by their running game. I think that's really what it is. Like, which the Ravens were fucking – Stupid. Um, they should have. Yeah. Their offense, ran their offense was done because that damn defense kept them in. They shut out the Chiefs. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, I mean, they. What's uh, crazy to me that final one, where if Jackson doesn't throw in a triple coverage or interception, he just takes the field goal there. Like, there was still so much time with how that defense was um, going. They were only down ten. They weren't down twenty eight. So yeah, I just you take away that fucking fumble and well, first of all, you take away the penalty. Hey, how about you the get... how about the diving forward? I felt like I was watching the yeah. Panthers all over again. Just yeah, was, just was, just was... just try to run over the end zone. You got eighteen other things, and then you reach it out yeah. over the goal line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy. So yeah. he he was, I, the, the moment was too big. He pissed he, down his leg literally, it. like yeah. he literally he pissed down his leg. He did. It was way <laughs> too big for him. And then he and then he yeah. slammed his helmet and cut his finger. Moment was way too yeah. big, and they and they had to take him out of the game. So yeah, un, unreal. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure we'll pop back on at some point either next week or a couple weeks, see what well, we got. Scouting Combine coming up in a couple weeks, and then we kind of just we just wait till the day after the first round, unless we trade Burns and get back up into the into the first. So then yeah. then it might we might get it, you know, fired up again. Who knows? Yeah, the Hornets going to run. Oh shit! That is, that's not even. I mean, oh, okay. Hornets, okay. God. Okay. What are we? I mean, started on that. If you, if you, I mean, let's go though. The Panthers look like a well-run organization compared to what the fucking Hornets are putting out there right now. Man, listen, listen, yeah, let's. That's a whole other part. Oh God. I just the Hornets are the first round pick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, well, uh, in in five years, (laughs) they'll be, yeah, they'll be in the lottery this year. Yeah, yeah I, I was fine. I was fine with the Terriers year trade. They got that was fine. I they just yeah. got to get the next head coach hire and a new GM and figure out what the fuck they're trying to do. Are they just trying to let guys run around and drop thirty five a game and, and lose, or are they gonna actually try to fucking play back team basketball? So I don't know. Yeah, yes. Williams, Lamelo, and Brandon Miller. Everyone else can go. Yes, and just start Everybody it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Nick Smith Jr. is is good coming off the bench. Yes, yeah, yes. that's fine. You know, yeah, and and Ish is about to retire, so you yeah. know, it's it's. I'd keep, yeah, yeah the, I'd I'd throw Nick, but if if somehow like you needed to gain something else for to give up Nick Smith, but I don't think anybody really wants him right now. But he's a solid, right. another building young, you know, backup point guard, which I think to me that's why I didn't mind the Terriers year trade to get him more minutes, right? Like, mm-hmm. in a lost season like this, get what you can. Get the guy you just took in the first round, some more minutes, some more experience. I'm cool with that. Hayward has been a – talk about free agent bus signings. I mean, ship him out of here. He's been a bus since he got hurt in Boston, hasn't he? I, First year here wasn't bad. Yeah. But, 
But yeah. then he got hurt again. Then he got hurt. Yeah, he stays year. hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's a Jason Horn. He can't stay healthy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's usually what happens. They come to Carolina, come to Charlotte, and they get hurt. Nick they get hurt. He got a big contract, and then he stayed hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully they can. I don't know. That's a. I, like you said, who yeah. do you even hire in that spot? I don't know. It, someone's got to want to come work with Miller and Lamelo, right? The Hornets are just. It's so funny because I don't even think of them as depressing because I think they're so far away from a championship that they'll never have one in my lifetime. Like truly, like I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I, don't, I just yeah, that's a. Mm. It's right. been twenty years since they won a series. It's been over twenty years since they won a playoff series. Yeah, I mean, shit, the fucking yeah, Lions just won one after thirty years. This was crazy. It can be yeah, that long. Like that's the scary part. We were we could be we could be in our sixties and seventies yes. when the Panthers win another uh, playoff game. Yes, uh, I know. Yeah. I thought that's about the it. I, well. I, the other day when they were like when I was watching the AFC and NFC Championship game, they're like, "All right," and the winner gets to go to Super Bowl Fifty Eight. And I'm like, "Shit!" Super Bowl Thirty Eight was twenty years ago, yeah. and Super Bowl we 50. Fifty was eight years ago. And I'm like, "God!" And like all we've had since Super Bowl. Uh, 50 was one playoff appearance where Devin Funches lost it in the fucking lights, like, couldn't catch just, the shit, and other than that, and then Cam's shoulder <laughs> fell off, and then we just been in fucking purgatory. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and the Hornets, the purple shirt guy who pissed off Dwayne Wade, and we we should we were up 3-2 in that series, and then yeah. Dwayne Wade said, oh, okay, you're right, let me, let me be Dwayne Wade, and then we lost the next two games, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough out yeah. here in the streets. I don't know what they're gonna do. When do the nights start? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, those owners are selling their team too. Did you see that? Who? Yeah, the owners of the Charlotte Knights are in their eighties, and they finally said, "All right, we're selling our team." So I don't How know. I mean, when they're affiliated with the White Sox. Well, you individually own that team, and then you work out a contract mm-hmm. to feed the players. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So these guys bought it like back in like I think the eighties. And I think I think their kids are saying, Hey, why don't you cash that thing out for us real quick so they can get them a couple million off of it? They said get a I think like maybe thirty, forty million for it or something. I don't know. Probably. Not no. bad. No. And you keep it right there. I mean they they don't have to move it. No. They might move the team. I doubt they would, but No. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Any so no more no more final thoughts anybody? I'm good. All right. No. Thanks for having. Me. No problem. All right. Stay after for a, grab a quick screen grab. But uh, since Caleb, man, how do we end the pod? Peace. <laughs>